you're listening to Musings with Trace. Welcome to the fourth episode of Musings with Trace. I'm gonna mention, I have like zero experience in relationships. (laughs) So if you're here for any type of relationship advice, uh, you're not gonna get it. (laughs) I feel that many people would resonate with the idea of not being in a relationship since all media, especially growing up, has always shown that you get in relationships during high school and university or college. I know that didn't happen to me (laughs) because I completed my undergraduate and have no boyfriend. I feel it's extremely normal to not be in a relationship and you know embrace it. Am I lonely? (laughs) Yes but it's okay to be single because we shouldn't really be going to relationships because we're lonely. I feel it's selfish on the other person because they came in to be in a healthy relationship as we all should be. Besides media being a culprit in how we see relationships and how we envision our future relationships or fantasize, it's how we've been exposed, whether it be through our friendships and our friends getting into relationships We already have preconceived notions of what we want in relationships and it's important to be picky. Okay, I did have a situation where I did almost end up in one. I'm not going to mention names. And by the way, I'm not talking shit about people that I know. (laughs) So, just something to mention. This podcast is all about, it's mainly about me. (laughs) Not to be self-centered in any way, but me talking about my own experiences. This is very high school trope sort of crush thing. (laughs) But it happened in real life. It happened to me. So (laughs) it's uh it happened to me if you think it's fake then go as you will. I was gonna go with the short version but because this is a podcast I'm just gonna go wild I guess. (laughs) It's nothing too crazy. He happened to be my best friend during that time and how you can tell from that first line. Something that happens in the movies and stuff happened to me. To start off, still to this day I'm very, what's the word? Not naive, not blunt. Oh my god, what's the word? My brain's having a brain fart right now. Oblivious, yes. Oblivious is the word. I'm very oblivious to signs. Regardless of how many dramas I've watched, I just can't tell. I'm just very oblivious to signs. Like even to this day, I'm oblivious. (laughs) Or I overthink things. But that's, yeah, that's just me in a nutshell. So we met in year 9. Uh, what happened? Yeah, we met you know, I don't remember when we first met, but I want to say we met through my friend. Yes, in the way of she introduced me to her friends, as in, these are my friends. And then, you know, we you do the whole, my name's blah blah blah, and that's how we met. <laughs> we got along quite well, I would say, as friends, <laughs> because, you know, that's how it begins. Let's just say there were some big signs that he liked me and I didn't catch on to them. (laughs) Like, 
I look back and I'm like, okay, <laughs> because it was extremely obvious that he had feelings for me. So, <laughs> you know, I can't really to point out some examples. He he cared for me, and looking back, I don't know if I should have told him that many things about me so early in. But we did communicate to each other a lot, especially during our first summer break before year ten. That summer, I think we Skyped nearly every day. Like it was a daily thing happening. I feel that it was me talking all the time, but it could be me clouding my memory. <laughs> I'd say from year ten, it was very, it was very a best friend relationship. Like <laughs> it was very best friend like. I don't know how to explain that, but an example would be if we saw each other in the hall. We would we would just tap each other's shoulders from behind to be one shoulder to be specific, and we always knew it was the other person. Whenever we saw each other in the hallways, it was yeah, it was a very playful, friendly, best friend situation. <laughs> Although you know there were instances where he would buy things for me, nothing too big. You know the typical movie tickets. Whenever we would go out with friends, he would offer, of course. But there was probably one or two instances where he bought the tickets for me. I felt guilty whenever that happened, and it only happened a couple times. As well as I feel it's a guy thing. Well, okay, in my experience, a guy thing where they're just like. It's fine. You don't have to feel guilty. I bought it for you. You shouldn't worry about it. You shouldn't worry about it. Me being me, I just I feel a lot of people feel the same way. It's just I don't. It doesn't feel right whenever people shout me. Okay, majority of the listeners will understand the term shout, but if you don't, it's the Australian word. Meaning to buy something for someone, you can tell it's an extremely big flag of someone liking you. Nothing really happened other than people started shipping us. And by the way, shipping people puts a lot of pressure unless you, because okay, back then I was quite insecure, and I don't know, I just didn't like whenever. People thought of me, and I remember because he was like, "Forget what everyone's talking about. Just it's just between you and me. It's all G that way." And <laughs> because I would say it didn't get worse. It was just you know we we were good friends, even after doing formal together. Well, it wasn't called formal, but for us, I think of formal, but it was. What you would call a debauch, but without all, tra- without the disgusting traditions, like it didn't, it wasn't called deb, but we would say deb. It was called presentation ball because it's not an archaic night of sorts. It's just a two-minute couples dance, and we had a friendship group dance, so it was wholesome. It was a fun day, I would say. I wouldn't do it again, but. For the experience during high school, I would recommend it to anyone. Not like anyone's under the age of eighteen listening to this podcast, but it was a memorable night. This is the climax of sorts. <laughs> we confessed to each other in year twelve, 
and a lot happened in between. So it was just a lot of <laughs> it was a lot of chatter between between our friends, and <laughs> I don't know how to say it other than people were like, "Do you like him? Do you like her?" That type of thing, and it pressured me. Like <laughs> I would say, saying that you really shouldn't ship people. It just puts a lot of pressure on the two people specifically, and it really forces them to. Okay, it forces them to get real with their feelings, but at the same time, what if they don't have anything to do with each other? It's just awkward. So we didn't end up confessing to each other at someone's. Birthday. Let's just say we were on the same table. Well, we were sitting on the same table one time, and then someone was like, "Do you like anyone on this table?" To him, we're like, "Okay, this is a bit awkward." <laughs> so later that night, we confess, and it was great to get feelings off your chest. And a weight lifted off your shoulder. I feel being year twelve at the time, it just wasn't right to be honest. <laughs> Reflecting on what happened, it was just that year. I don't know how to explain. Other than me being more mature and older, I can say it's my fault. Even how it ended, I just feel I just didn't know how to. Deal with it. I didn't communicate properly.、Uh, I can't say it happened quickly, but I just never expected it. And me overthinking a lot of things. I didn't know how to comprehend the situation back then, and I feel that could have been expressed better. But you know, I can't change the past in any way.、But、we all learn and. You know that's just how it is, <laughs> and that's how my first relationship could have been. And the question that people might be thinking of: Do I still talk to him? No, I haven't talked to him ever since we ended it. But you know that's just how it is. It is what it is. <laughs> is he going to listen to this? Who knows? So <laughs> that was my very first experience having a crush. That wasn't a primary school crush, a proper crush. I want to say this sort of ends the relationship part, but I have to mention I friend zone guys quite easily, and I call it mate zoning because we become good mates. So there's really nothing to it. You have to be extremely straightforward and show the signs that you're into me. That being said, this is no invitation for you to hit my DMs. Here's the thing: how I see relationships, I I'm not one to go for it. Extremely lazy, but I don't know. It's just if it happens, it happens. But I'm more prepared this time around. Also, to my friends listening, you know who you are. <laughs> I do not consent to be auctioned. Sad. Solo Asian dating because knowing me and my profile, I don't think anyone will go for me. Not to look down on myself in any way, but when you see it, you look at the ratio of reactions and likes, <laughs> and I don't know if I can be up there in the numbers. That's just how I feel about that. 
Also, I mentioned this last episode. I won't go anywhere near online dating. Okay, when I say that, I don't mean never, but who knows in the future. It's just, it scares me. It scares me so much. It's the same with the whole auction thing. It's just scary. And to follow up, I don't even know what to put on the profile, let alone trying to attract someone with that profile. I already struggled with my own personal profile on Twitter and Instagram. It's just going to be a struggle either way, so... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's not much to add since I have zero relationship experience. It's one of the things that I've grown to embrace now because... I've used these past couple of years to figure myself out a bit more as cliche as that sounds but I've grown to love myself more to appreciate myself and it's a constant battle of sorts for me to be kind to myself and I've grown from that 17 year old self where I was insecure about everything to now where I've got some confidence (laughs) nowadays. Being a single friend, you end up giving relationship advice to those who are in relationships. Is it questionable advice? Probably. But it's always great to support your friends whenever they need you. Another duty being the single best friend, you sometimes end up third wheeling. And everyone's had that experience where (laughs) your friend invites you to hang out for you to realize they invited their boyfriends or girlfriend as well. Sometimes it's unavoidable to be in those situations, but you know, you can straight up leave if you want. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not picky, I would say. Well, I don't have extremely high standards that are impossible to reach. (laughs) To be frank, I don't have an ideal type. (laughs) I'm quite realistic with what I want. I don't have extreme standards of they need to be Korean or like similar to K-pop idols when I know that's not realistic at all. Like, we all know that's not gonna happen. If you asked 16 or 15 year old me, maybe. But now I'm like, if it happens, it happens. I've just never gone out of my way to seek a relationship. And you know, we've seen all those memes. The most notable one, I would say, I really experienced a worldwide pandemic before I got to experience a relationship. There's nothing wrong being in a relationship or being single. Just make sure that you're happy or relatively in a good place where you can accept your situation. I feel like it'd be fun to do an advice giving episode with a friend or something because I don't know, it could be fun and lighthearted. It's a way to interact more. This episode is on the shorter side, but I hope it was more relatable. This podcast is available on all the podcast streaming sites, so feel free to listen and give good ratings on Apple if you are listening on Apple right now. And if you want to follow the Instagram, it's at Musings with Trace. The links are always in the description and see you next week.